0: Today, the podcast we're doing is uh, is actually an episode about secret societies, and we wanted to do a sort of a lead-in for the podcast. It's something that a lot of podcasts do. We've never done it before, but we thought it was appropriate this time just to sort of give you a heads-up as to why we're talking about <laughs> secret societies People today. are probably like, where is that intro music? It's coming, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So our founder, owner, president, David Pickler, is very passionate about his time in secret societies and his family history of involvement in secret societies of Societies, and so we thought it was appropriate to let you know what his involvement had been, and also that kind of helps explain why we're talking about them at all. So as a kid, he was in Demolay. Order of the De Molay, which Order of the It's actually the Youth Division of the Masonic Lodge for okay. Boys. They described themselves as the premier organization based on timeless principles committed to developing and inspiring leadership, team building, and networking for young men ages 12 to 21. So basically, it builds young men up. It, yeah. it
1: builds boys up into these uh, outstanding leaders, leaders. community servants, and yeah. so forth. And they teach seven core values, which are called cardinal values, as the basis of good character. So it's all about character building. Mm-hmm. But yeah, David was 14, and um, he actually showed me some of his certificates and booklets and all these cool things from the secret society. I didn't yeah. know Demolay was a secret
0: society. Some secret societies are secret in terms of their rituals and membership and so forth. Some secret societies are secret in terms. of of like, you just don't even know they exist. (laughs) This one, we obviously know they exist. (laughs) Obviously, it's not so secret that... Uh, David can't mention that he was in it. Sure. Or maybe maybe it is secret and we're going to die. <laughs> I don't know. We're outing him. Who knows? If you don't hear from us again. But David was in it. He did participate in a, in a lot of its competitions for rituals that, that are performed. Yeah. And one of these competitions he actually read me some of this. He I guess performed is the right word.
1: Performed the flower talk. Mm. Um, he was reading me some of it. It's pages of this dialogue he had to memorize called the flower talk which was at a public ritual delivered at officer installation which on the mothers and filial love. Mm. But it's this really like epic speech he gave yeah, that he had to memorize he, I mean, at a young like, age.
0: He won something, didn't he? He was like the grand champion when he performed this flower ritual. Yes, I know he did very well at it. And he <laughs> said there was not a dry eye in the room. All these mothers were crying because it's just this like really neat language, these boys talking to their mothers. Okay, so where does the name Dimola come from? He mentioned that he performed in the ritual as Jacques Dimolay. Who was um, the last of the Knights Templar, who, right. which we will talk about, another secret organization later in the show. So apparently there is a ritual of the last days of the Knights Templar, and he performed as Jacques de Molay in that ritual. So there are stations of leadership in de Molay, and David achieved every station of leadership in de Molay you could. He ended as a master counselor. I guess it's sort of like from the Templars, the rec- highest level of recognition you can achieve in de Molay is the... Chevalier. Chevalier. The uh, Chevalier... Don't kill me if I got that wrong. Yeah, I, I keep wanting to say Chevalier... So, obviously, I'm French. That's fancy. (laughs) It's uh, the Masonic equivalent of an Eagle Scout, and he was recognized as a uh, Chevalier during his service, and he is a Chevalier to this day, I guess. That's right. And
1: I'd be remiss if I didn't say Katie, our co-host, comes from a long line of secret societies. Mm -hmm. It's in her blood. Her great-great-grandfather was a woodsman of the world, Mm -hmm. which we will talk about. We will. Her great-grandfather was a master mason, which we will talk about. Indeed. Her great-grandmother was the leader the arkansas order of eastern star and her grandfather
0: bobby campbell was also a master mason when david was 21 he took the first degree in the masonic lodge in dallas texas before katie's great grandfather died he made a promise to him that he would actually finish all of his degrees which is the levels of of mason all of his degrees and um, follow in Katie's great-grandfather's footsteps as a master mason. He swears that he will fulfill that promise. Fascinating. Guess we're going to have to hold him to it. Yes, we're going to ask him <laughs> a lot of questions. All this
1: to say, when we discuss in the show all of these secret societies, you'll learn that a lot of the of the world leaders throughout history have gone through some of these secret societies. Yes, They have built character, leadership, entrepreneurship. We see that in our boss David going through Demole and mm-hmm. some of these societies. So it's all very
0: fascinating to me. Well, he's certainly lived a life of service in his adulthood. I oh, mean, absolutely. he's been involved in so many different organizations, and that probably all started, I guess, with Molay. And I imagine that the life of service that's, that tons of people lead as adults probably starts in these secret societies that we're going to be discussing here. So I hope you all enjoy the podcast. Um, here it comes.
2: Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett.
0: Good afternoon, Katie.
2: And Cameron Spann. It's spooky season!
0: Spooky season.
2: I mean, I guess technically last week's episode was officially spooky season, but we were with the Magnolia and May gang, and so I had to kind of try and like hide my crazy of my spooky love, right?
1: That episode
0: was spooky good.
2: Oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> bet some of those cocktails would be spooky good right now
0: oh man (laughs) yeah i I mean you know i I loved talking to them i really enjoyed meeting them and getting to know them but i I definitely want to go back and have some drinks (laughs) yeah they gave us coffee the
1: coffee was good
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so this episode's a little different um i feel like this whole you know year we've kind of done a little bit different episodes but A while back, we were talking about some different things, and we kept kind of just randomly mentioning secret societies, and we kind of put a pin in it and said, October, it's spooky season, let's talk about secret societies. And just kind of the different ones out there. Obviously, this is not going to be a conspiracy theory podcast episode. So I'm sorry to burst that bubble.
1: Bursting the Illuminati bubble.
2: Exactly. I'm not going down those rabbit holes. I'm go- We're going to skim around and more so talk about these different secret societies. But okay, how does this play into financial? We're a financial podcast. Really, you think about it, there's been so many different secret groups, secret organizations, societies since the beginning of time that have played huge roles in in politics and in the economy different things like that financially backing and I was explaining to somebody the other day about secret societies like yeah we're gonna do this but you think about it in a roundabout way follow me and y'all may both tell me eh, but booster clubs I mean they're not secret per se but that is a group of people backing behind a kid's sport thing so it's really everything in our lives have different groups backing them some of them are just secret right yes yeah.
1: <laughs> Boosters, they are a society. So,
2: some of them we may talked be secret, about that in our yeah. NIL episode. Well, y'all booted me out on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you ready to talk about secret societies? Absolutely. Well, so we've got lots of lists in this episode, but our first one is going to kind of be like pop culture references to well, secret our first societies. One is the list, the, list. the
1: official list of the all official the
2: lists. list. I'll start with my reference. And what it is, is the movie Cruel Intentions. Now there isn't a real secret society. Every time somebody says this, I have pictured in my head, Selma Blair. And she is dancing around, kind of like a crazy person going, secret society, secret society. And this is when Sarah Michelle Gellar has fully manipulated her. And she's like, oh, it's a secret. She's like, oh, like a secret society? okay
0: sorry okay y'all go okay uh so next on the list for for me is uh skulls with uh joshua jackson i think it was yale maybe and of course there is a secret society or multiple secret societies at yale although skulls is a fictional one there's one very similar to skulls of course skulls was a murder mystery action thriller kind of movie but i enjoyed it
1: i thought it was a good movie i feel like this is like our fantasy draft of uh, (laughs) secret societies i am going to go with fight club and we, we had a brief argument before we recorded about, is Fight Club a secret society? And I think it is, because what's the first rule of Fight Club?
2: You don't talk about Fight Club. You don't talk
1: about Fight Club. Or Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Norton, Brad Pitt. It's a good movie.
2: Okay, one that the boys didn't know about, and I stumbled upon it. A while ago was called the Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Now this is just a cute little campy Disney movie, but it's cute. It's all the the second borns, the spares, as you may have it, that they all get kill to, the spare. That they all get together, and it's this fun little thing that they're actually get to be like superheroes ish in a way.
0: I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I, I've read a book recently that basically had a secret sort of handed down tradition that was for all of the third born children of royals. Suffice it to say, they they all became assassins. So that's all I'll say about <laughs> it, but because it's kind of a geeky one. But anyway, okay. So next for me, I guess I'll go with my favorite secret society. That would be the Order of the Phoenix, uh, known from the movie Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and all of the subsequent movies. And then, of course, also the Harry Potter books. And they have a magical meeting place. It's not like a building that just expands, right? Yes, yes, it varies. Harry
1: Well, I mean, Harry if you're a secret
2: society, you have to have an awesome place to meet.
1: Especially if you're, you consist of wizards. Yeah. <laughs> I will go with Sherlock Holmes. I think there were secret societies in both, but I'm thinking the second film, A Game of Shadows.
2: Uh This was another one we kind of argued with Stepford Wives, but really it's the husbands all get together because their wives are too much of a boss going out there you know, doing all these wonderful things and not being the housewife that they convince their wives to move to this place and they turn them into like fembots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've, I've actually not ever seen either version of that movie feel like i've failed in my pop culture expert ex, expert pop culture expertise yes, yes. that I mean, um, i'm not
2: gonna say it's the best movie ever but it's it's entertaining
0: okay so next i'll go with one that uh that was a little bit before y'all's time it's called the star chamber it was with michael douglas there was definitely a secret society or it's a secret group in that one a little bit more shady than just like your your typical secret society, but (laughs) shady business. I will go with Men in Black
1: more probably the comedy on this list but uh the men in black they befriend the cool aliens and they destroy the evil aliens and will smith before he they
2: have a fun little flashy thing you just go.
1: make (laughs) you forget your memories
2: my son just
0: recently did a whole youtube video on how men in black how the movies got made why they got made why they were the way they were it's really pretty interesting it was a deep dive into like the backstory of the men in black movies yeah the first one was great and then i think they kind of went downhill I i don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not but i think that the first one was great the second one was definitely downhill from the first one i think the third one was kind of an uptick uh i think it was better than two and then you know i can do without men in black international but um, i never saw men in black international is that the no. one
2: with thor in it yeah 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 um, but i would like the pen though that i can like if you say something stupid you can be like oh nope you forget that yeah <laughs> yes
0: Who doesn't want a flashy thing? Did you flashy thing me? No. Kay, tell me the truth. Did you flashy thing me? Is that Will Smith?
2: Yes. (laughs) I mean, Angels and Demons and The Da Vinci Code, those are ones that for sure have secret societies. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. I I have not ever watched the movies. Tom, Tom Hanks himself has admitted that his portrayal of Robert Langdon, I think, is the guy's name. That's right. Yep. Uh, in those movies and and or the movies themselves was not necessarily the greatest work that he's been involved in. I liked the book, The Da Vinci Code. I never read Angels and Demons. It's good, sort of pop culture-y beach read for the the conspiracy theory fans out there. Yeah. Tom Hanks had a horrific haircut in those movies. Yeah, and it's that's like he tried to pull off the long shaggy look, and I'm like, that's, no, no, no. Honestly, one of the main reasons I couldn't watch that movie is because of that hair. I mm-hmm. saw that in the previews and I was like, no, I don't want to look at Tom
2: Hanks <laughs> like that.
0: So, Katie, we got to hang out at the Vatican where Angels and Demons was filmed.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: Katie's okay. like, I don't
1: care. No, you weren't
0: there.
2: I wasn't there, I don't think. I'm like, again. Cortland? Was that also when you were at the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so I think that's the end of the list. I got nothing else, guys. Cameron, do you have any others you wanted to throw in there? I was just going to say Batman Begins, the, mm. the first of the Christopher Nolan yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Uh, there's the League of Shadows. Yeah, League of Shadows is big in, in Batman lore all around. Ra's I mean, al Ghul. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it takes up a big portion of, of Batman that's lore true. in the comics and the movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and basically any James Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question.
2: Okay, so what are secret societies? They're clubs or organizations whose activities, events inner functionings or memberships are concealed.
0: Yeah, okay. So when They're I secret. say secret society, obviously it's just absolutely inspires curiosity. You want to know everything about it immediately. So you're going to want to dig into it. But one of the first things that you find out about s- secret societies and getting into them, like if you wanted to actually get into one, you apparently can't ask about it.
2: <laughs> nope, you can't ask about it. Denial of membership or knowledge of this group. You can't even act like you know the people in it. I got to throw back Greek. I haven't talked about Greek in a while, but I loved that show. And obviously there was rival fraternity guys throughout the whole show, but the ex-girlfriend Casey ended up realizing the two guys were like acting a little bit friendly. And it was, they were actually being inducted into a secret society at the university Mm. and trying to hide it. And so she was snooping, trying to find out what they were up to ended up stumbling upon the secret society. So Mm. Yeah, it's one of those you you gotta play it cool. You can't like as soon as you walk out of those doors, you don't know anything about it anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The most exciting part of a secret society is that they are shrouded in mystery. Mm -hmm. I mean it's very exclusive.
2: Absolutely. They were created with democracy, modern science, religion. They elected their own leaders, drew up constitutions to govern their operations. It wasn't an accident that Voltaire, George Washington, Ben Franklin were all active members of societies. And just like today's networked radicals, much of their power was wrapped up in their ability to stay anonymous and keep their communications secret. Mm. So that's from uh, Noah Shatman. Shatman. Shatman.
0: Are you saying our founding fathers were shady? It's, I mean, listen, it, I'm sure they were all Freemasons. They, yeah, I was going to say, they were all wrapped up in the Freemasons.
2: <laughs> which which we're going to discuss in a minute. And yeah. I know that's on this. So we've got a couple of lists within this episode. Um, mm. This first one is five secret societies that have remained shrouded in, shrouded in, mystery. in mystery. The Knights Templar?
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So warriors dedicated to protecting Christian pilgrims to the Holy Land, founded around 1118. 11, 11, 11, 18. I'm <laughs> like, how do you say that number? 1118? 11, 1118, <laughs> 11, um, headquartered in Jerusalem. Members pledged to live a life of chastity, obedience, and poverty abstain from gambling alcohol and swearing okay so they were really really good people did not do anything any of the sins Mm, doesn't Um, sound too
1: shady so far
2: (laughs) da vinci code continues to inspire curiosity and symbol the cross of lorraine
0: i feel like the knights templar might have made an appearance in one of the indiana jones movies too i could be wrong on that but yeah yeah. i'm sure there's a lot of that they've cropped up in my sampling of fictional works over the years let me put it like that so what about the freemasons who knows about the freemasons i know a little bit about the freemasons i'd say that's the one everyone's familiar with but when i say familiar that's like very (laughs) loose i think they've heard of it they've heard of it it. we don't know what happens there are masonic temples all over the place so you know about the freemasons because they're they're everywhere but okay so 13 of 39 men who signed the constitution were members of the freemasons george washington james monroe ben franklin john hancock and paul revere masonic temples I just mentioned those uh, of course they, they have their, their secret rituals that made people wonder if they were like cults or you know evil or devil worshipping or whatever their rituals brought them into conflict with the catholic church A lot of their rituals have actually, because so many Freemasons have, you know, have existed, the Masonic secret rituals have actually uh, bled into a lot of other secret societies' Mm -hmm. rituals. So it's, if you were ever a member of another secret society or a society that has secret rituals, and then you became a Freemason, you might be like, hey, I've seen this before.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they exist today. Their public image has been greatly influenced by the Shriners' charity work. Their symbol is the square and compasses. Um, and kind of when you were saying that, like, the secret society, to a way, Greek life is kind of that. Because when you yep. get initiated, there's secret words you say. There's a secret ritual that you're only supposed to share with your sisters. Now, obviously, that's not as... Secret because you can Google it; it's everywhere.
0: Not everybody's ritual is out there. Yeah, most people's is out there, but you can still. There are still a few that have managed to keep their stuff
1: secret. Yeah, in my hometown, we had the Freemason building. I guess way back in the day, it was a Freemason building, but it still had the emblem, mm-hmm. the concrete emblem at the top of the square and the compass. Yeah. yeah. And as high school kids, you would just like use your imagination and just think about what goes on in there. Oh well, yeah, I feel like absolutely. Was not it
2: National Treasure? There was a lot yeah. of stuff with that as well. I think you're right. Yep. That had the symbol, and that's or what was you would that
0: look- the was. National Treasure, the Illuminati, which is the next one. Always. There
1: were, um, yeah, there were multiple National Treasures. Probably covered it all. But okay. I get the Big Daddy. I get yep. the Illuminati, Ooh. founded by Adam Weishaupt in Bavaria on May first, seventeen seventy-six. Oh, it's a big year. Back to our founding fathers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, chafing at the power of the conservative Catholic Church and the Bavarian monarchy, they sought to cast aside organized religion in favor of a new form of illumination. Members were referred to as perfectibilists. Per- perfectibilists? Perfectibilists? I think perfectibilists would probably be... That's an be interesting
2: a... word. Perf- I'm glad you got that word, yeah. not me.
1: Perfect is Why the Why not G just word. call them perfectionists? I know. Perfectibilists. <laughs> uh, they were broken into three tiers of increasing power and drawn from societal elites. The organization flourished before being stamped out by Carl Theodore of Bavaria conspiracy theorists have linked the group to everything from the French Revolution to the assassination of JFK. And I think that's why you hear about them in all the movies. Illuminati gets blamed for everything, I think. Mm. Yeah. And their symbol is the all-seeing eye, which I think is on the dollar bill, right? The pyramid with the eye on it. Yeah. That's what people say.
0: Yeah, one thing you didn't mention there, they make an appearance in uh, the latest Doctor Strange movie. Of course, that's That's a completely different set of Illuminati, but still, they, they go by the Illuminati. It's a group of superheroes that make decisions about the world.
2: Every time you look up conspiracy theories i feel like illuminati's got something in there mm-hmm. okay skull and bones uh, you've mentioned this a little bit already founded at yale 1832 by william huntington russell inspired by a society he visited in germany co-founded alfonso taft future secretary of war and father of president william howard taft each year 15 seniors at yale are tapped to join So I'm sure that's probably a very strategic way of how they pick those 15 seniors.
1: This is like the fraternity of secret societies, I feel like.
2: Yeah. Names are published in the Yale Rumpus. Though what happens behind closed doors of the tomb, the windowless meeting spaces where they gather twice a week is under wraps. Hmm. Famous members included William Howard Taft, George H.W. Bush, and George W. Bush.
0: Uh, three presidents. Yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you are if you're you want to be president of the United States, looks like, get yourself into s- Skull and Bones and your chances increase. You got
2: to find somebody to tap you on your shoulder that so you're mm. in. Also, the founder of Time Magazine and John Kerry, their symbol is... Skull and bones.
0: It makes sense. Okay, so uh, we've up to now we've talked about societies that I was at least somewhat familiar with, and then of course I get the one that I've never heard of: <laughs> Bilderberg, not <build-a-bear>. Bilderberg, Bilderberg. <laughs> First meeting was in 1954 at the Hotel de Bilderberg in the Netherlands, a gathering of powerful politicians from North America and Europe designed to foster warmer relations between the two continents among fears of growing anti-Americanism in Europe. Guests, I guess they call them guests. Guests have included Bill Clinton, Margaret Thatcher, Angela Merkel, Tony Blair, and Henry Kissinger. Uh, Not strictly a secret society like the Illuminati or Freemasons, Chatham House rule blocked attendees from sharing what actually happens in meetings. Journalists are barred from reporting on it. Attendees are selected by a dedicated international committee. Man, I want to be selected for this group. (laughs) Every year, 120 to 140 people are invited, with about two-thirds coming from Europe and one-third from North America. Backgrounds in government and politics are the most common. Academia. Finance and media have also been included. Hey, finance! Maybe we could get in there under yeah. the, under the guise of Certain application. Finance. I don't know, <laughs> but man, I wanna I wanna go. Uh, unproven theories that Bilderberg t- attendees are behind the creation of the EU, the invasion of Iraq, and the bombing of Serbia. Okay, so basically, and of course they would because they're conspiracy theorists. Conspiracy theorists have painted the group as plotting a new world order. <laughs> Publicly known topics of conversation are Brexit, cybersecurity, and climate change. So basically, anything major that's affecting the world, they're going to talk about. And then what happens behind the closed doors of these secret societies has caused debate, for centuries. What's clear is that they continue to spark the imagination and curiosity of the
1: public. I think there's a reason we hadn't heard of that society, because they're the newest on the list. Mm. They've only been around, what, 70 years? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Not long. Okay, here's another list. Eight secret societies you might not know about. (laughs) Okay, let's find out about this. The Improved Benevolent benevolent and Protective Order of the Elks of the World.
0: Well, thank God we're protecting the Elks.
2: (laughs) It is claimed by members and officers it is one of the most thriving secret societies Among Afro Americans of this city. It's a
1: very 70s term. Very 70s thing. Just African Americans. According
2: to the nonprofit African American Registry, the Fraternal Order was founded in Cincinnati, Ohio in 1899 after two black men were denied admission to the benevolent and protective order of the Elks of the World, which is still popular today and despite questions raised on discrimination practices, now allow any American citizen 21 years or older who believes in God to be invited to join its ranks.
0: Okay, so I just want to point out that we are distinct distinguishing between the quote, improved Benevolent and Protective Order of the Elks of the World and the just plain old Benevolent and Protective Order of the Elks of the World. One was apparently racist, so they started a new one that was for black people.
2: Yeah, so two men decided to take the order's name, make it their own club, formally called the Improved Benevolent and Protective Order of the Elks of the World. The order was once considered to be the center of the black community. During the era of segregation, the Lodge was one of the few places where black men and women could socialize. In recent years, however, the Post-Gazette, commented that the secret organization has struggled to retain its relevance. Still, the secret society continues to sponsor educational scholarships, programs, youth summer computer literacy camps, parades, as well as community service activities throughout the world.
0: I, I don't want to get too too political, but I wonder why, why it's lost relevance. I mean, it seems like it'd know. still be a positive benefit for members and society as a
2: whole. Tell us about the Grand Orange Lodge.
0: Grand Orange Lodge. Well, of course, they serve orange cider there and also (laughs) lesser known but equally delicious Orange Julius. Do y'all remember Orange Julius? I loved Orange Julius. Man, I was so excited when they opened up an Orange Julius here, but now they're gone again. They, they, They didn't thrive. I used to get an Orange Julius at the mall down in Florida every year when we went to Florida on vacation. I miss Orange Juliuses. Anyway. This,
2: <laughs> this is not about this Orange is not Juliuses. not
0: about Orange Juliuses. The Grand Orange Lodge. Orange Order got its name from Prince William III, the Prince of Orange, and was founded after the Battle of the Diamond outside a small village in modern-day Northern Ireland called Loughgall. Okay, so this is where the orange comes in. Its purpose was to protect Protestants. Uh, And that's why, in 1849, the Lord Lieutenant of Ireland, George William Frederick Billiers (laughs) captured the ire of Dublin's Waterford News for supporting the society. Lord Clarendon has been holding communication with an illegal society in Dublin for upwards of ten days. The Grand Orange Lodge, with its secret signs and passwords, has been plotting with His Excellency during the whole of that period. This may seem strange, but it is a fact
2: i feel like in a past life you would have been like that person reading the news (laughs) like over the radio it's like listen here children this is what's happening
1: talking about all these secret societies i feel like we're going off the rails just a bit (laughs) i love it
0: (laughs) at the time secret societies were banned from ireland as they were said to have acted in antagonism to the land league the Grand Orange Lodge is still around today, with clubs in Ireland as well as others around the world. Prospective members of the Protestants' fraternity don't take a pledge. They just have to affirm their acceptance of the principles of Reformation, as well as loyalty to their country. So, I don't know. It wasn't explicitly said, but, of course, one of the big things uh, over in Ireland and the UK, what? what, what no, Continue. Okay, I think that you're is, going where I'm going. Is Orangemen. And there's a... <laughs> Sorry, Katie and I, I, I want to you, get- you to jump in here because I'm tired of... Well, All we- three of us have a story and I'm wondering if it's going to the <laughs> same... Say it, Katie, say it.
2: Are you talking about how in Ireland, it was like, there's the orange for Protestants and then there was the color for the Catholics. Yeah, green. Green. So when we were in Ireland, Cam and I and and David, um, we went into this bar and it was this great little like area. And so Cam was sitting over there. I went up to the bar to get a drink and this like military guy walks up and starts talking to me.
1: Hitting on you.
2: (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, but, and he asked me like flat out, are you orange or are you green? And I'm like... What? I'm thirsty. <laughs> I was like, I want a beer. Um, so Yellow.
1: Like,
2: yeah. And then he's, and then it was like Protestant. And I was like, I don't know, maybe a little of both, which was not the correct answer at all. But it's, I mean, that's still the troubles. Like that's still a huge deal in Ireland now. People mm. think it was so long ago, but it is a almost... I mean, you have to say, are you Protestant or Catholic? You have to say? (laughs) I mean, not, but it's kind of like the joke of saying when you move to Alabama, you have to, are you Auburn or Alabama? You Mm. kind of pledge an allegiance in that way. But I think I even told him, I was like, well, I'm Protestant but I am married a Catholic and he's just kind of like, "Oh." Yeah. Like
1: you shook him. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was <laughs> his
1: world be shook. And that's then I, not yeah,
2: possible. And then like I like I kept going, "Cam, where were you?" I
1: was putting out the vibes in our Backing little back uh, away from the bar. I uh, was just hanging out. He's
2: like, "I didn't know there was an issue. I thought it was fine." Cam
1: was just chilling, man. Man. Am I up? You are. Yep. Independent Order of Oddfellows. I, I want to be in this one. <laughs> the first written record of the order comes in 1812 and it references George the 4th. Even before he was named Prince Regent of the United Kingdom, George IV had been a member of the Freemasons, there which, re- you go. which we've talked see? about. But as the story goes, when he wanted a relative of his to be admitted to the, I'm assuming, Freemasons without having to endure the lengthy initiation process, the request was emphatically denied.
2: So I, he created a yes, group. I see where this is didn't... going.
1: <laughs> he was pissed at the Freemasons for not... So
2: he made his own yes, society.
1: like, don't follow the rules, just let my friend in. They're like, no. And he's like, screw it. I'm making my own Oddfellows <laughs> situation. I'm making
2: myself one. We're the Oddfellows.
1: George IV left the order declaring he would establish a rival club. Ooh, spicy. The independent order of Oddfellows is still around today, and the club counted British Prime Ministers Winston Churchill and Stanley Baldwin among its ranks.
2: Oh, Winston. Okay.
1: Yeah, our buddy Winston. Yeah? The Oddfellows, as they call themselves, are grounded in the ideals of friendship, love, and truth. This sounds like, like a like the babysitters club or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Real skeletons in the order's lodge.
1: Yeah. They are used during initiation to remind its members of their mortality. It's like a spooky babysitters <laughs> well, club. damn. It's
2: like this could be you. You're going to die. This could be you. I want
1: to be in this one. You and then when you
2: pass soon. away, we're going to use your body to then scare somebody else.
1: I have an idea at the end of the show, let's pledge our allegiance to one of these after we learn about them. Oh, Lord.
2: <laughs> Okay, the Knights of Pythias, founded by <laughs> Justice H. Rathbone, a government employee in Washington, D.C., 1864, so not that long ago. Mm. He felt that there was a moral need for an organization that practiced brotherly love isn't that the, they're a city? Brotherly oh love? yeah, there's
0: a city of brotherly love for sure. <laughs>
2: um, which would make sense, seeing as the country was during the Civil War, so he uh-huh. wanted some brotherly love. Okay, um, all of its founding members worked for government in some capacity, and it was the first fraternal order to be chartered by an Act of Congress. Okay, so Congress sanctioned this. So, not
0: so secret, really. Mm-mm.
2: Colors are blue, yellow, and red. Blue signifies friendship, yellow charity, and red benevolence. Yes, ma'am. Woo-hoo. The Knights of, already forgot how to pronounce it.
1: <laughs> Pythias.
2: Pythias <laughs> is still active and is partner of the, oh, it's partners of the Boy Scouts and the second organization to receive its charter from the United States Congress. So that's cool. They, they partner with the Boy Scouts.
0: I mean, you know, who doesn't like the Boy Scouts? These are all just friendship clubs, aren't they? They are. <laughs> They're just a lot of friends. We want now, colors. We want symbols. L- listen, just so everybody understands, because, you know, as I like to point out, we are a financial podcast. A, a lot of these orders spend a lot of time investing in communities, uh-huh. supporting charities, giving, you know volunteering giving money so on and so forth so so
2: you might want to know about it to support your local organization so it's
1: kind of like if kiwanis was secret i mean kiwanis is public but they give back to the community Mm -hmm. they build
2: relationships yeah rotary
0: club okay yeah, because yeah, so it's
2: like we talked about Shriners, which is on here, and mm-hmm. that's obviously, people know about that.
0: Yeah. Okay, Ancient Order of the Foresters, known today as Foresters Friendly Society. The Ancient Order of the Foresters was initially established in 1834. The Ancient Order was created before state health insurance began in England, so the club offered sick benefits to its working class members. Okay. Well, that's we'll really cool. Yeah, absolutely. In 1874, the American and Canadian branches left the Ancient Order and set up the Independent, order. Order of the Foresters. Candidates looking to be admitted to the club had to pass an examination by a competent physician. They had to get a physical. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did. Let's get physical. Okay. Turn your head and cough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Society still provides insurance policies today for its members who also engage in a variety of community service there activities. Again.
2: So they're helping you with your benefits mm-hmm. and you're giving back to the community.
0: The Ancient Order of United Workmen.
1: John Jordan Upchurch and 13 others in Meadville, Pennsylvania, of course it's Pennsylvania, (laughs) the land of the steel mills, this is United Workmen, it just makes sense. Anyway, uh, founded the Ancient Order of United Workmen in 1868 with the goal of bettering conditions for the working class. Initially, should a member die, all brothers of the order contributed a dollar to the member's family. That number would eventually be capped at $2,000.
2: Again, benefiting the families, helping out.
1: Oh, the ancient order of the United Workmen is no longer around. The order unintentionally created a new kind of insurance that would influence other fraternal groups to add an insurance provision in their constitutions.
2: Okay. okay I've got the patriotic order Sons of America. Dates back to the early days of the American Republic. Became one of the most progressive, most popular, most influential, as well as strongest patriotic organization in the United States in the early 20th century. In 1891, the Sons of America refused to delete the word white in its constitution, defeating a proposition that would allow black men to apply. Today, the order opens its membership up to all native-born or naturalized American male citizens. Damn it, I can't join. Oh, can I say
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you just did. (laughs) Sorry. That's a soft curse word. Okay.
2: 16 years and older who believe in their country and its institution who'd wish to encourage a brotherly feeling among Americans to the end that we may exhale our country to join with us in our work of fellowship and love hmm. so they kind of need to work with those brotherly love people because they're very much about if you believe in America and you're a man and you're 16 years or older America
0: America. Court, you get the coolest named one. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did notice that. So mine is the Molly Maguire's. So it's uh, in the 1870s, 24 foremen and supervisors in the coal mines of Pennsylvania were assassinated. Wow. What? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it took us a while, but we finally got to the, 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 the secret spicy. assassins club. <laughs> they were assassinated by like a rival steel gang? I don't, the suspected <laughs> culprit. Members of the secret society, the Molly Maguires, an organization with Irish origins brought to the United States by Irish immigrants.
2: I'm picturing like gangs in New York right now. I am
0: so excited right now. You have no idea. The Maguires likely got its name because members, get this, members used women's clothing as a disguise while allegedly carrying out its illegal acts. As, like assassinating people okay, Or so no- also including arson and death threats
2: <laughs> So no one's gonna Suck the little lady running over there And just go doo, doo. Like, Oh no
0: <laughs> So the group was finally undone By a mole planted by the famed Pinkerton Detective Agency Which was hired by the mining companies To investigate the group In a series of criminal trials 20 Maguires were sentenced To death by hanging Oh! The order of the Sons of St. George Another secret society organization which was founded in 1871 to oppose the McGuire's also appears to have vanished. So once they didn't have an enemy anymore, they were no longer needed, so they disbanded. Wow,
1: <laughs> that is so cool. So
2: number cool. eight was that, the yeah number eight one. was
0: the Stinger baby. <laughs>
2: yep. Okay. Uh, We'll go through this one a little bit quicker. This is nine of the most exclusive university secret societies.
0: I actually love this list because Keiki went to a school that was replete with secret societies. So she and I were both sort of fascinated by it the whole time she was there.
2: Okay, so the Sphinx at Dartmouth, all male, oldest secret society on campus dating back to 1855, members meet in an Egyptian tomb reportedly linked to underground tunnels and known as Cleopatra's swimming pool. That's awesome. Members' names remain secret until graduation when they walk with canes embolized with a sphinx symbol. Okay. And then in 1989, 16 members were disciplined for stealing $12,000 worth of paintings and photographs during a campus, quote-unquote, treasure hunt, including a $10,000 painting of an American Indian entitled Pawnee.
0: The Bullingdon Club, Oxford University. British Prime Ministers, David Cameron and Boris Johnson are alumni of the male only dining society, known for its furniture smashing meals as displays of wealth.
2: Furniture smashing. Furniture
0: smashing.
2: smashing. Oh, the- oh that burger was so good. Oh smash
0: the <laughs> I mean, you know, seriously, we're talking about uh, we're talking about England. There's not good food in England. Mm-hmm. They're, they're smashing the furniture because they're f- angry. They're still <laughs> hungry. Their food was no good. Come on. The group was founded as a hunting and cricket club in 1788. Members welcome new recruits by trashing their college bedrooms. While recruits (laughs) are Oxford students, they are banned from holding events on university grounds due to loutishness. Loutishness. (laughs) You are a lout. You're a lout and a (laughs) reprobate. I get a repeat Skull and Bones at Yale.
1: Headquarters known as The Tomb, Skull and Bones initiate 15 people a year. New York's Observer newspaper, using night vision video equipment, (laughs) recorded an initiation where recruits were berated with sexual insults and kneeled to kiss a skull. Oh, my word. The club's death mantra is, the hangman equals death, the devil equals death, death equals death. Yes. Recruits were told they must die to the barbarian world and be reborn in the Elysian Company of the Order. Women were finally admitted in 1992.
2: Interesting. Okay, the Flat Hat Club. and not Flat Hat a beer? Yes. I think so. William & Mary College... They have the honor of being the first U.S. college secret society founded in 1750. It was primarily a drinking club.
0: At, yes, it was. Of course, <laughs> at, it was.
2: At the Raleigh Tavern in Williamsburg, patrons met to discuss politics and liberty, which eventually led to U.S. independence. Though the Flat Hat Club disappeared from college life for decades, rumors suggest it has been revived.
0: Ooh. I'm actually excited that I get this one because this one is from.
2: Look at that! Cakey
0: School. <laughs> It's the Seven Society. It's the University of Virginia. Uh, It's founded in 1905. It's the secretist society on University of Virginia campus. Nobody knows who the members are until, until they die, basically. So the group contributes financially to the university. Donation announcements are through letters signed with astronomical symbols in the order of Earth, Jupiter, Mercury, Mars, Neptune, Uranus, And Venus. Interesting. Um, Members, as I already said, are only revealed after their death. A a wreath of black flowers shaped like a seven is laid at the gravesite. Here's a cool thing that's not mentioned in this particular bit. Whenever a member of the seven dies, the bells on campus ring seven times.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Somebody dies, the bells ring seven times, and then if you go to their funeral, they'll have a a seven made of black flowers on their gravesite. Interesting. Alumni include Frank Wisner, Wisner, one of the CIA's founders and U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Edward Statinius. Um, Statinius.
2: We'll find out who else is in it when they pass when away. When they
1: die. <laughs> scroll and Key at Yale. This is a cool sounding one. It's very Harry Potter-esque. So
2: you got Skull and Bones at Yale and Scroll and Key.
0: Yeah, I would rather be in the one that's all death is death and death is is death death and death. Scroll and Key, founded in
1: 1841. Uh, they are one of Yale's Big Seven societies, referred to as Landed because the groups have a prestigious building on campus. So they are landed because landed, that's an interesting term. <laughs> Whatever. Among the 40 or so Yale societies, Scroll and Key are one of the wealthiest, according to their tax filing. <laughs> it's funny secret society. Working with the tax man. Uh, hey, with,
2: even secret societies file taxes, y'all. Right.
1: Death is death in taxes. <laughs> with more than $12 million in assets under the Kingsley Trust Association, um, they don't interview candidates. That's okay. a key point. Alumni include former Dateline NBC News anchor Stone Phillips, American film director George Roy Hill, and
0: musician Cole Porter. I'm telling you, man, if you want to be successful in this country, you got to be in the, in the skull and bones or in the scroll and key or got to be in a secret society. Put me in the Molly McGuire's.
2: (laughs) The Apostles University of Cambridge, founded in 1920 by George Tomlinson, reportedly held and may still hold weekly meetings to discuss truth, God, and ethics. Very different than death, uh, recruits swear a curse. Oh, well, I spoke too soon, I guess. (laughs) Recruits swear a curse or vow of secrecy. And uh, former members include influential British economist John Maynard Keynes. We
1: know him. And
2: writer Leighton? Leighton? Leighton?
1: Looks like Litton. Litton?
2: Stry- 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 that guy. Yep. The group's meeting had been described as Saturday night get-togethers where whales, sardines on toast, and coffee are served. That's horrible. It's like Bridge Club. I don't, I don't want to join that one.
0: Doesn't sound fun. Dead no. is dead, Katie. Come on.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, the Ivy Club. Okay. Princeton. I know some people who went to Princeton. Um, technically, secret societies are banned at Princeton, so exclusive Eating clubs operate above ground. Fans of F. Scott Fitzgerald's This Side of Paradise will recall the Ivy Club described as detached and breathlessly aristocratic. That's amazing. (laughs) Boy, the man had a way with words. Mm -hmm. Candidates are vetted with 10 one-on-one interviews. All 130 male and female members must vote unanimously to admit new recruits. Wow. One of the wilder rumors about the Ivy Club is that during initiation week, new members are passed down a staircase, the men naked and the women in their underwear. That's so, a hard no for me. Yeah. Famous alumni include like I'm
2: picturing like passed down like, you know, at a concert when you like
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the the crowd the, yeah, crowd surfing except you're doing it downstairs and naked. Naked. Famous alumni include James Baker, Woodrow Wilson, and author Michael Lewis. So
2: Woodrow Wilson got passed down some stairs naked. naked. Yeah. That's that's, that's amazing.
0: I am a gog. I am aghast.
1: I get the final one on this list, the Porcelain Club at Harvard. Harvard students join final clubs in their last academic year rather than secret societies. The porcelain club dating back to the 1790s is one of the oldest. One Harvard grad described his visit to the club as stepping back into the 1800s. <laughs> alumni and club medallions smoked cigars beneath the taxidermed visages that decked the hall on the walls, the heads of horned beasts, moose and low caribou with glazed eyes that match those of the drunken revelers celebrating. That is an amazing description. The all male club fought the push to go co-ed in 2016. Graduate board president Charles M. Story argued in the Harvard Crimson that going co ed could potentially increase, not decrease, the potential for sexual
0: misconduct. President Theodore Roosevelt was an esteemed member. The Poor Sun well, Club. So, I mean, if, if Roosevelt was in it, then obviously it was the manliest of clubs. Roosevelt didn't do anything that wasn't manly. Rough <laughs> Rider. <Ralph Friar. laughs>
2: Here's a little story. I think we talked about one similar, or we may have talked about this one, but uh, the Woodmen of the World. This kind of is a story, but it kind of goes to everything of how a lot of these secret societies, you may find references to them, especially in cemeteries. Mm. Because that's a lot of times when it would be revealed, or if you watch some of those National Treasure movies or James Bonds, they're little hidden things that may be like on the backside of a frame or something. But this one was somebody that was in a small town in Texas, went down a winding road and came to three tall tombstones in the shape of tree trunks, each stamped with an insignia reading Woodmen of the World, what were these strange things? When he got home, he dug into the mystery of these stone stumps, discovering the profoundly insecure times before Americans had Social Security, when anxieties about death and finance ran deep in the American psyche. In response to these fears, the Woodman of the World's Order and its competitors, they had the modern Woodman of America, made life insurance approachable and fun by packaging it to the familiar fraternal order culture of the day. The two woodman societies succeeded in selling fraternal insurance, where others failed, thanks to their innovations, which included offering tombstones and holding rituals and sometimes pranks and mechanical goat rides. What?
1: My brother-in-law is a financial planner for modern woodmen of America.
2: Really? And today both organizations still exist as insurance companies. They've shed their fraternal antics. They're no longer doing mechanical goat rides and slapstick pranks. But a lot of it, it's hard to imagine, you know, their previous things, We're kind of similar to what we have today of like LinkedIn GoFundMe and then Jackass the show is what's on here as well. (laughs) So you picture these people that are playing all these pranks, but also they're trying to do good. They're trying to give insurance. But that's kind of a funny way to wrap up all of these different societies we've talked about. And I guess kind of bullseye this as (laughs) I go ahead and get there. (laughs) This has been fun, obviously, talking about a bunch of different secret societies, but they all have some kind of influence in our history. So much of where we are today, where we're going to be in the future, is what happens in these different organizations that I don't want to go that conspiracy route, but there are groups of people that are helping influence things one way or the other. Just as you as a consumer can help influence the success of a local mom and pop store, it's on the bigger grand scheme of things that these secret societies helped shape what we know as today life insurance. You know, it's, it's, that's very cool that that name is still around that your relative works with because it's, it's something that dates back to crazy different antics. And I wonder if you got to ask him about the, um, the goat rides, mechanical goat rides.
1: I'm sure they still do that.
2: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's my bullseye is that secret societies are fascinating. They're interesting. Um, our,
0: our, our bullseye is going to be which one would we join? Yeah, if we, okay. Where do we pledge we our allegiance? Pick? So uh, that, that's, that's the bullseye. With Cameron. Not, you got one? Oh, Molly Maguire's all day long. <laughs> they sound like uh, so you want to be you want to be a, an assassin. Basically? Yeah,
1: they just sound like they fight
0: all day. <laughs> I've never, I've never pictured you really as like a, a combatant. You it just know? sounds <laughs> fun. I like
2: it. <laughs> it's kind of dark side, like, but maybe he's a part of Fight Club and he just can't tell us about uh, Fight Club. You would
0: never know. <laughs> no. Well, I'm going to go with uh, the obvious one, Skull and Bones, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, um, if I was in the Skull and Bones, or if I were in the Skull and Bones, and that means I went to Yale, and I think that would be cool. I'd love to have gone to Yale. I didn't. Uh, but also, I'll, you know, if apparently if you get in the skull and bones, you can be president of the United States like that. So uh, why wouldn't I? Yeah, I Like I'll... that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Katie, come on. Bullseye it up. What's what? your secret society? I
2: don't want to copy what Be a part y'all's. of a
0: Build-A-Bear one.
2: No. <laughs> I mean, Freemasons?
0: Well, yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting. My second choice would be either the Freemasons or the Illuminati.
2: Uh, I'll be scared. I'll go to
0: the Illuminati. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if you don't get invited to one of these, don't
1: fret. Just go join your local Kiwanis club or Rotary club. Or, or... do
2: like that one guy and just make his own.
0: Yeah, yeah. All, all these people are just lonely. They just wanted friends, so they they made a club. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting here as we were talking about all of these societies, and I, you know, I hope I hope everybody stuck with us. I find all of this stuff fascinating, but uh-huh. I was also sitting here daydreaming about like winning the lottery and then. Taking a chunk of the money and starting a secret society just because I could. The Bullcast Secret Society.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to start recruiting our members. So if you get a secret tap on your shoulder.
1: <laughs> Bull and bones. That's what there it's you called. go. <laughs> Bull and bones. Well,
2: leave us a comment and tell us if you want to join our secret society. <laughs> <laughs> but don't talk about it.
0: <laughs> we don't talk about. Bullcast. <laughs> okay, good Lord. Bull and bones. Oh, Bull and, and
2: bones. There we go thank
0: God for that. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our Bullcast beamed directly to your device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Katie or Cameron or me, please feel free to go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. You can also leave comments there. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more of. And also, if you want to be a guest on our show, please uh, just drop your name in the hat. And if uh, if you have something interesting to say, we might let you. If you like pictures, we've got the pictures. The pictures are on the Instagram. The Instagram handle is at Bullcast Podcast. We also have the words on Twitter, at Bullcast Podcast there as well. And finally... We work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors, and if you'd like to find out more about what it is that each of us do for Pickler Wealth Advisors, more about our amazing team at Pickler, and more about our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to that website. That address is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's Advisors with an O.
2: Not an E. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, we have given you so much information to go forth and find your own secret society. So for now, I'm Court.
2: I'm Katie,
0: I'm a member of the Molly Maguires, and we're out.